Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Running. Thank you so again for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. Melanie Keelan is in the house very, very early. Hope that heat is bearable. The heat inside of this office is bearable because I have a portable 82 degrees in here. Alistair Waters is in the house. Yvette Avery Harrod is in the house. And of course, the one and only Bridge MCP and Michael Rodney Navy Q. Welcome to Politics Done Right, my brothers and my sisters. Please remember, first thing to do, if you're on Facebook, give us that like. If you are on YouTube, give us that thumbs up. Let's get busy and get started, my hermanos y hermanas. Anyhow, um, let's see. Michael Rudnan gets started. The first thing he, he comes out and he says, Egberto, throw this onto the screen. And you know what? This is so damn important. We need to throw this onto the screen. I mean, uh, I don't know if people understand this picture. Look at 22. I saw this earlier today on Twitter. Look at 2000. Look at Lake. I think that's Lake Mead. One of the appendages to Lake Mead. Correct? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's an appendage to Lake Mead. Take a look at that picture. Look at between 2020 and 2021. Look at that. Look at now 2022. Almost no water. I don't know if people understand what's going on here. It is almost like... Uh, you know, because we're so insular in what we're thinking about, we don't see the big picture. You know, I have a, today I was supposed to play, I played it on, on, on a KPFT yesterday, but it was, uh, uh, my guy, uh, Andy Schmuckler. Andy Schmuckler was talking about us not always looking at the big picture. That's the big picture. That's a change in one year and two years of water. We are in trouble. We don't see it. We are in trouble. Welcome aboard, May Wood. Welcome aboard, Eric Hayes. Welcome aboard, E2247. Okay, let's go ahead and start the reading. Common dreams. NASA images of shrinking Lake Mead offer stark illustration of climate crisis. Rhett Larson's water law professor of Arizona State University said, this is not a drought. This is aridification. That's a big difference. A drought is it's not terminal. A drought is something that mitigates itself every few years. Aridification is where it's almost uh, in your lifespan, it is permanent. This is not something we can wait out. This is something we can survive. This isn't something we can survive. This is the new world we're in. The photos were released as climate, uh, climate ch- campaigners uh, and Democratic lawmakers have called on President Joe Biden to declare a climate emergency, a state that would enable him to halt exports of crude, restrict international trade and investments in fossil fuels, ramp up domestic manufacturing for clean energy and transportation, and stop oil and gas drilling in outer continental shelf, among other measures. Biden ang- angered advocates this week when he announced some new climate actions but stopped short of declaring a climate emergency. This is an emergency. Let me tell you what we need, folks. It's amazing, right? All around the world, the climate is misbehaving. All around Central America, this, a lot of this migration is failing forms, failing all kinds of tough stuff, among other things that our country does, okay? But I'm not going to go into the political there. I'm going into what's actually happening. And sorry for spending some time on this, but this is very – thank you for bringing this out here, uh, Senor Rodney. This is important. Here's what I want to say about this. Think about this. 
We have a ton of people at the border trying to get in. We have high inflation. We claim some of this inflation is caused because we don't have enough workers. To some extent, that is partially true, but it's not a, that's not a big part of the inflation. A big part of the inflation is corporate greed. It is corporate. It is capitalism, a big part of the inflation, not shortages. But when it comes to employees to do work, right? What we need right now, if we are to keep the West open, California, if we are to eat Arizona, if we are to keep uh, Colorado, all these places available still for humanity, right? We need some sort of a marsh, not a Marshall plan. We need a, what was it to build the atomic bomb? Uh, we need a, it's not called a Marshall plan. It called a, come on folks, what's the word? I'm going to scroll down to see the person who comes up with the word first. It's not a Marshall plan. Hey, Lee Grant, welcome to Politics Done Right. It's a emergency project. Uh, well, whatever it's called, the one that they use for the nuclear bomb. That's what we need. And for those who think we don't have enough employees, look, we could get a super, supercharged economy right now. Numero uno, really start talking about understanding Manhattan Project. Thank you, Michael. And Maisie Atos. Thank you, Maisie Atos. Thank you, Manhattan Project. What we need to do, bring all those people in the, at the border that want to come into the United States. These are good people just looking for a job. Sarah Leach Lee Master, thank you uh, for being here. All these people just want to work. Remember, when the, the, when, when, when the folks came over from England and all these places to America, they came to conquer. They came to expatriate, get people out and take the land. The people that are coming from the south, thank you for uh, Daniel Ledo Manhattan Project. The people that are coming in from the south, they want work. They want jobs. Climate change and many other things are causing them to come to the United States, to the land of opportunity. Well, we have the opportunity to fix a problem or mitigate a problem that climate change has created as we go into green energy. And that is, are we going to allow California? Are we going to allow Colorado? Are we going to allow Arizona to die? Or are we going to start a Manhattan project of canals? I mean... The Mississippi is overflowing from all the floods that occur in the Midwest right now because of the change in path of climates. Baby, it is time for us to build pipelines and canal of water. Clean, fresh water. We can do it, right? We have to do something if we are to maintain these other places, given that we've already changed the climate. Capitalism can't do it. Because there's no profit there. This is, in, uh, this is where we have to print money and employ people to do the work. And people say, wait a minute, that's inflation. Or no, it's not. Because these are capital investment. We're changing dollars for capital. Dollars and capital are the same. That's the lie capitalism doesn't tell you. They can't do it because this is capital that is not fluid. Economists don't like to talk about that. But that is what we need. We need to reimagine, rethink economics for what we have caused, for what the capitalist system has caused in, in the world, in the world climate change that's going to create humongous problems. Right? We have to rethink economics. I read the entire Green New Deal, brother. You're right. Egberto, we need a Manhattan Project for the Environment. The Green New Deal enters the chat. You're absolutely right. Now, the Green New Deal is a, is an, is a framework. And we have to add 
uh, we have to add the meat to the framework. And what I'm talking about here right now is the meat to the framework. One, bring all those people at the border into America. Start training them, in, create, have our engineers working concurrently on canals and pipelines from the Midwest all the way to the West, right? And then start employing these people in, and creating, mine, you know, we're going to have to create cities, uh, you know, cities along the deserts and all of that. Manhattan Project is what I'm talking about. It can be done. It can be done. It can be done. Lee Grant, some of those immigrants are already employed as sex slaves and drug mules. Come on now. But we're talking about real employment here, folks. That's what we're talking about. Anyway, let me continue with uh, Michael's stuff here because these are important concepts. Okay, para ver. Common Dream says, uh, no, no, next one. Salt Lake Tribune, Lake Powell and Lake Mead will collapse without more water cuts along the Colorado River. A new paper explains a peer-reviewed Paper comes as Colorado River water users are planning for the biggest cutbacks in history. That demand can't continue to outpace supply without further draining Lake Powell and Lake Mead, which are both filled to 27% of capacity, down from 95% full in 2000. Wow, I didn't realize it was 95% full in 2000. It's a fairly obvious point. It is also as clear that the current drought planning measures won't cut it alone since the federal government had to enact emergency actions last fall to send more water than usual into Lake Powell. The paper's authors describe a new management approach where mandatory cutbacks for water users would be triggered based on combined storage of both Lake Mead and Lake Powell. Nature doesn't negotiate. The American Southwest are about to have to make some major cutbacks due to global warming accelerating impacts the possibility of entire cities being lost to desertification isn't out of the question. Sad but true. Reuters, Trump ex-advisor Bannon convicted. I'm going to read the one that, that uh, Bridge MCP brought on that. Bridge MCP brought us. Uh, let's see what she said in her, her. She said, jury convicts Steve Bannon in January 6th contempt of Congress case. A jury on Friday found former Donald Trump advisor Steve Bannon guilty on two counts of contempt of Congress for blowing off the January 6th Select Committee. Upon sentences, Bannon will face a mandatory minimum of 30 days incarceration and up to one year behind bars. He could also be fined between $100 and $100,000. He's expected to appeal. I think they, lock, they should lock him up immediately. Lock him up immediately. Give him some of his own medicine. All right, Russia, Ukraine signed UN agreement to free up Ukrainian grain exports. U.S. announced 270,000 million aid package. Amid growing global food crisis, Russia and Ukraine signed separate agreements, Friday and Turkey and the United States and the United Nations to allow Russia to export grain and fertilizer. Officials said U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres has been trying to free up Ukrainian grain that was stuck in Black Sea ports for months. The Russian blockage of millions of tons of grain has led to food shortages in Africa and Asia. Ukraine is one of the world's largest exporters of wheat, corn, and sunflower. At least 22 million tons of grain are stuck there due to the war. This decision might prevent several major famines around the world, further pushing back against Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Very true. All right, let's see what else we got here. Breach says, if, we, if you don't notice, Representative Cheney pays tribute to women's suffrage movement in closing January 6th remarks. And of course, you know, I have the video of her talking about those 50, 60, and 70-year-old cowards. But yes, 
yes, yes on that. I love that. Look, I am one of those who've been really talking about it is time for women to start governing. Men have done a horrendous job over the years with wars, uh, with, with, you know, I mean, look at, look at Putin. Putin thinks nothing about sending a missile that, that hits a, an apartment building that, that decimates an entire city. And that city is mostly civilians. No problem with that. Mothers were not, we have not reared mothers to think like that, but somehow we're reared fathers to think like that. It's sad. It's killing. It's ridiculous. It's pathetic. But that's where we are. That is where we are. Okay. Uh, Michael Rodney says, almost sent you the Lake Mead article pics. Send me, actually, you know, the COVID is still getting better. But, you know, you get that drainage afterwards. All right, folks. Um, Mike, if you have some more pics that show a bigger picture of Lake Mead, uh, uh, when, it, when it was filled at 2000 and what it looks like now, that would be great. Let people actually visualize it. A lot of people see better when they visualize things. For those of you that are on podcasts, you can always, you know, every podcast that we have also have the video at our YouTube channel, Politics Done. Just go to uh, politicsdoneright.tv and you can find all our videos. They're all or all, all, you know, and you just need to look at the date of the MP, the date of the podcast, and you can match that to the date of the uh, video in, in YouTube. You know, they are all sequentially linked. So it's all there. Okay, let's continue. I just heard thunder. I think it's thunder. All right. Melanie Keelan says, good afternoon. Alistair Waters is in the house. Yvette Avery is in the house. E2247 says, Bannon guilty by jury that used the toilet signed a on a four-person watch in episode of Sean the Sheep. Filled out paperwork and went back to deliver. All right. Eric Hayes says, hey, good weekend to all. Why is Joe selling oil from Strategic Reserve to, uh, to the same China, China company? The Hunter is a so... Don't you get tired of that kind of silly, why do Biden do this? Ah, Biden is doing this. You know, you know, Eric, Biden is doing this, Eric. Oh my God, Biden is doing this. Did you, you know, do you realize how, um, how simplistic the people who are feeding you with that information thinks you are for actually bringing that up? We have real problems and you're bringing up silly stuff like that. The truth of the matter is everything is in the open and, uh, you know, everything is in the open. The one thing with progressives is we are not like right-wingers who try to hide what Trump does. When Biden screws up, progressives are right there on his tail. That's the difference. That's why we only win on principle. Because we don't hide stuff. All right. And when we find our leaders hiding stuff, we expose them. All right, Michael Runnin says, the Virgin River is a tributary of the Colorado River in the U.S. states of Utah, Nevada, and Arizona. Uh, Bridge MCP says, Eric critics, including conservative media outlets, attack President Joe Biden for selling oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to a Chinese-owned company. Some of the coverage implies a connection between the sales of the Chinese investment linked to his son, Hunter. Experts in the international oil markets, however, told PolitiFact, that the sales were governed by U.S. law and they see no way the Biden family could have influence and benefit from the sales. It's a political talking point and a ridiculous one, said Patrick Dehan. If I See, before you put stuff like that, if you'll do what Bridge does 
and fact check the stuff because otherwise it just looked like you are a parrot that they use as a tool to put out ridiculous, senseless information that takes time not worth spending on. So we'll move on. Aridification, this is not something we can survive. Exactly right. There, is going to, there are going to be tens of millions of climate refugees with our own nation in just the next couple of decades. Not next couple of decades. With this, you know what a lot of people don't realize? Rivers that start in the United States that end up in Mexico that don't have any flow? What goes on? All right, let's continue. Let's continue. Uh, Maze Atas reminded me that it was the Manhattan Project. So did Michael Rudnan. So did Eric Ledeau. I love you guys. That got me some smart folks in this room. You know, even when I get a brain freeze, you guys are always there to bail me out. Thank you, guys. All right, let's see. Eric Hayes, don't conflate crude oil and gasoline. Our nation produces and stores plenty more crude oil than our refineries can convert into gasoline. That excess can either be stored through additional capacity, which is better spent on more refineries. Not only that, the, the one thing they don't tell you, right, is when, when Biden releases oil out of the reserve, right, it's not like this is given away, right? It is sold on the open market. So here's the deal. This is a profit, this is a profit for the United States government, right? The United States government may have bought that oil on an average price of, let's say, 60 or $70 a barrel. Because remember... There's a time that the, the, it fell real cheap. We bought up all that cheap oil, right? And we are releasing it at market prices, at the failed market prices. So the government made a profit in selling oil out of the reserve. Man, I kind of think that is fiscally smart. So yeah, it's good for the government to dump oil now that the prices are high. And then later on, you can buy back oil when the prices drop, Right? When there's a surplus, and a tr uh, which there is always will be, and the price drop. I think, I th you know, what I never understand is why Biden and these guys don't tell the full story. You know, imagine if Biden said, hey, we made a fiscally responsible thing. We bought oil, sold it high. Wow. You mean you're going to kind of reduce the deficit by selling out the oil that we saved in the, nat in the, in the National Reserve? Hmm. Smart move. Smart move. Okay, Michael Ryan is like, Berta, we need, by the way, am I, yeah, I'm getting messages from uh, YouTube. I needed to make sure. Uh, Lee Grant says Manhattan Project. God, all of you guys told me the Manhattan Project. You guys are so smart. Egberto, we need a Manhattan Project for the environment, the Green New Deal. Yes, we do. BGMCP, if Eric even read my link. Eric, Eric, <laughs> I won't call it, say the name that I called him before. I love him, but sometimes Eric... Is you know it's like he keep focus on something and he can't take external inputs that really are truthful, so he stays on that path. It's a problem. Lee Grant says some of these immigrants. I, I read that already. Eric Hayes says the Green New Deal is a money deal making pork entitlement politicians rich along the others. Really? Wow, I thought that was the oil market. All right, Michael Rennie says Bernie Sanders from the 2016 campaign as president. Bernie Sanders will launch a decade of the Green New Deal, a 10-year national mobilization centered around justice and equity, during which climate change will be factored into virtually every area of policy, from immigration to trade to foreign policy. Makes sense to me. For your information, Egberto, nobody is trying to get across the border. It's kind of easy right now. <laughs> All right, man. I'm glad it's easy. I wonder, you know, Daniel, is it as easy as it was when the pilgrims came here? And 
are those people at the border trying to do the same thing the conquerors did when they came into this land and pushed all the folks out? Mm. Again, I always tell people this. Remember, those folks on the border, they're just looking for a job. They're not looking to displace the people on the land. They're not looking to conquer. They're not looking to kill. They're not looking to enslave. They just want a job. Uh, first immigrants of this country from Europe, that's not what they wanted. They wanted to conquer, steal, and take the land. Don't you think uh, the, the fact that most of the people objecting to those folks on the border or, this, or, or descend, many of them are descendants of those who colonized this area, don't you think it would be a tone-in if they just said, let's see how we can best let these people in to create a much better nation? I think so. That would be too much of a moral thing to do, though, right? Wealthy colonials were the kids who were delinquents in England, Spain, France, and their father sent the kids to North America to avoid jail in his home country. Fact, yes. Not only that, remember, Georgia was created as the debtor state, right? All right, wealthy, uh, Maywood's, that's a reply. Paul Fleming says, I'm checking in. Lee Grant says, women in politics? What about Catherine the Great? You know, I, I, thank you for bringing that up. I don't know that history, but something I must research. Um, E2247 says, Cheney staffers are thinking she can be a strong presidential prospect in 2024. I agree. And let me tell you something. If Democrats don't put up somebody with a spine, somebody that I think is going to accomplish real stuff, um, well, let me tell you what Liz Cheney has proven to me. As a woman, as somebody who will buck the system, as somebody who would go against her own party, if somebody doesn't put some, if we don't put up somebody in 2024, because I honestly don't think Biden will run in 2024. That's my hunch. I don't think he's going to run in 2024, but he can't say that now. But if we don't put up, when I say we, if progressives and Democrats don't put up somebody of character, somebody that's not a pawn to the plutocracy like many, uh, many, like many uh, neoliberal Democrats are, I'll, I will seriously look at Liz Cheney because what it tells me about Liz Cheney is she disagrees with me. But if I go to Liz Cheney and say, this is existential Liz Cheney. Having a Manhattan Project to save our country, to save the West, is existential, and here are all the reasons why. What Liz Cheney has proven with her right now is that she is willing to go against party to do something that is right for the country. We may fight on social policy. I want, I, I want uh, basic income. I want family leave. I want, uh, you know, I, I'm starting a wavelength on student loan forgiveness in wanting a, an adjustment there. Um, you know, people are teaching me stuff about student loans, and I'm learning that just a blanket student loan forgiveness is not the answer. So I'm learning. Like I said, if I'm wrong about something, I want to accept that I'm wrong about something. And people have been making the case to me that a blanket student loan forgiveness is not the answer. And they gave me good reasons why. And I'm, I'm, I'm not willing to say exactly what I'm thinking right now, but I am starting to understand that it's not 
blanket student um, loan forgiveness is not the answer, even though that's what I wanted. But people are starting to tell me proofs with numbers again, some issues. So, but I, I don't have it all formed out yet. So I'm still thinking about that. But, but Liz Cheney has proven to me that she's not fixed to, to, to fixed to she's fixed to her ideology. She's also fixed to compromise. She's also fixed to I can go against my party. I neoliberals. Let's look at Manchin and others have shown me that they will take the progressive vote, but they will say, go to hell. That's why we didn't get Bill Back Better. Go to hell. And if you think it was only Mansion and Cinema that didn't want all those great things in, in Bill Back Better, might I remind you that when we had 60 votes in the Senate, 60 Democratic votes, we couldn't get a public option to the Affordable Care Act. And that is a lot more. That is a lot less progressive than the things we want as progressives right now. So, when somebody tells me Liz Cheney is going to be uh, going up to be president, to run for president, uh, I, am a, I am a left-wing, left-wing as they can come Democrat. I mean... Left-wing person. I don't even like to say Democrat person. But if we don't come with somebody who says, I am going to definitely hold up that progressive mantra, then my question is, why? Let me go ahead and play something for you, and then we'll take it on the other side. Adam Kitzinger excoriated. First of all, he's a Republican, conservative Republican, somebody that I don't agree with. He always votes the wrong way on issues as I'm concerned. But when it comes to, in this case, patriotism, Kinsinger uh, really hit Donald Trump hard. I mean, there, there's a statement that, that he makes when he talks about Donald Trump is a stain on our history. True, among other stains, and likewise a dishonor to all of those who have fought to make this a better democ or make this country an attempted democracy. Yes, absolutely so. Check what he says, then we'll take it on the other side. Whatever your politics, whatever you think about the outcome of the election, we as Americans must all agree on this. Donald Trump's conduct on January 6th was a supreme violation of his oath of office and a complete dereliction of his duty to our nation. It is a stain on our history. It is a dishonor to all those who have sacrificed and died in service of our democracy. When we present our full findings, we will recommend changes to laws and policies to guard against another January 6th. The reason that's imperative is that the forces Donald Trump ignited that day have not gone away. The militant, intolerant ideologies, the militias, the alienation and the disaffection, the weird fantasies and disinformation, they're all still out there, ready to go. That's the elephant in the room. But if January 6th has reminded us of anything, I pray it has reminded us of this. Laws are just words on paper. 
they mean nothing without public servants dedicated to the rule of law and who are held accountable by a public that believes oath matters oaths matter more than party tribalism or the cheap thrill of scoring political points we the people must demand more of our politicians and ourselves oaths matter character matters truth matters If we do not renew our faith and commitment to these principles, this great experiment of ours, our shining beacon on a hill, will not endure. I am extremely in agreement with what he has to say there. I just wish more conservatives would listen to some of their brethren. How can you fall for a Donald Trump? There is a particular wedge that this guy has hit into a particular sect, Uh, a particular sect that somehow believe they are losing something as the country changes. Folks, you are losing nothing. Listen to the Kinsingers of your of your party. Listen to the Liz Liz Cheney's of your party. They are no less no less Republican than you are, no less conservative than you are. In fact, many a times more conservative. Please, uh, these two are helping save the country. You should join them and help them. All right, here on the screen from uh, Bridge, I think this one is from Paravet, uh, Paravet, from Michael Rudnan. Look at, it's a dynamic picture, it's a, a dynamic gif. Check out how uh, the it, over since 2000, what has happened to Lake Mead. That's 2021. Let's go from 2000 and check, check, check it out. Those of you that are listening on podcasts, at 2000, the lake is almost filled up. And as 2021 comes, it is virtually disappeared. Again, there is 2000 and look at what happens in 2021. It's, it, it is shameful, folks, what is occurring. We are going to have to do something about that. And Bridge MCP shows up. I don't want to advertise for State Farm. Here, uh, Bridge MCP shows another one, 2000 uh, through 2022. And look at, how, look at how that lake has actually dried up. And pictures tell the entire picture. The pictures tell quite a bit of the pictures, what I should say. Anyhow, folks, anyhow, let me get back to your questions, your question. By the way, uh, that, that call that just came in, air conditioner guys are supposed to be coming in tomorrow. Yay! We, get, we make it lucky. Okay. Anyhow, anyhow, my brothers and my sisters. Lee Grant says, women in politics? What about Catherine the Great? Well, who knows? I'll, I'll have to learn about that, brother. Uh, E2247 says she is way conservative. She is very, very conservative. In fact, she's so conservative that even though her sister is gay, she had not yet supported gay policies. Now I think she does. Eric Hayes, Egberto Biden might sniff you if you let him. Hmm, I don't know what that means, but I imagine it means something, but I don't know what you mean by that. Egberto, the biggest problem with war and most military actions over the long term are that civilian casualties tend to outnumber military casualties by over 10 to 1. Ask my Panamanian brothers and sisters that. Where you know they're still fighting about numbers, I stick by my ten thousand Panamanians dead in 1989 in Chorillo, Colón, and David. Okay, Peter uh, Paul Fleming says, "Hey Republicans, this is the moment. Like 
with your parents when you realize they lied to you. I love that one. I love that one, Fleming. <clears throat> Tom C. comes with some satire. He says, okay, this is from Tom C. Come on, capitalists. Time to buy it. <clears throat> I got to do this right because this is Brother Tom, man. Satire from Brother Tom. Come on, capitalists. Time to buy up all U.S. water and air and sell it for an obscene profit. Monopolies needed now for clean water and clean air, just like corporatocracy did with energy and food. Hey, Tom, I like it. I like it. You got to put it. We got to put it in one of your one of the poems that you have listed at politicsunright.com, man. You know. All right, Michael Rennie says the difference between progressives and conservatives are our focus on issues, not personalities. Maybe that's kind of why I am liking Liz Cheney. We don't agree on issues, but man, even the way she talks about Trump, it's tougher than the way our Democrats on the, on the panel talks about Trump. And then it seems like Kinsinger is following, you know, kind of getting jealous. Kinsinger is like, I can't be a Republican that's not as hard on Trump as Liz. So he came out with what you just heard. All right, let's see. Lake Mead Shrinking, I put that up already. Uh, let's see. Peggy Lopez says, hi all. Hey, Peggy, my beautiful lady, how are you doing? Uh, aridification. Did I not put that one up yet? Arid oh, oh, great. I love that one, Michael Rudnan. Aridification. Where is that? Uh, let's see. Michael, you got to tell me where that is because I'm curious myself now. All right, this is what aridification looks like. One side has water. The other side is a permanent and continual loss of water. That is something that like happened in, in, in California where a, a false lake was created. It was called Lake, um, um, I can't remember the name right now. But anyway, and it started to drop and, you know, they made a big resort around it. It started to dry out. And after it dried out, that's what, you know, it started to give you all the bad salts, etc. But that's interesting. That's what aridification looks like. Thank you for bringing that picture on to, into the fold. All right, what else we got here? Peggy Lopez says, no, no, uh, yeah, Peggy Lopez says, I think Bridge is first. Bridge says, fact check, you are the ju you are just posting things that are personal issues you agree with, and you do sound like a parrot. That is what, you know, it is a parrot. That's the definition when we use parrot not referring to a bird. And there are quite a few of those that the right wing use. You know, can't, you know, I, I, I tell you what, though, um, I feel... I, I genuinely feel for those folks who have to try to hang on to something when all, they're, all they have really is a bag of coal to hold, you know? Eric, I love you, man, but, you know, you're not, you're not making, you're not, adding, you're not adding anything positive to the problem. You look at what the progressives are bringing to the program. They're bringing stuff of how we move forward. And it's not even like they're in agreement with Biden. It's not even like they're in agreement with all Democrats. They come here and they offer solutions, real solutions. Saying drill, baby, drill ain't a solution. Drill, baby, drill is what an oxymoron would do. It, that your planet is frying. You, you are here in Kingwood and you see that we're getting storms we never got before. I've lost trees that I wouldn't have lost before. And, you, and your answer is, drill, baby, drill. You know, talking about buffoonery, you know, it just boggles the mind. All right, Peggy Lopez says, migrant children as young as 12 are being hired at plant that supplies 
parts of Hyundai's assembly line in Alabama. Yikes. That's child labor law problem, right? Peggy Lopez also says, New York patient, polio patient, I saw that. 20 may have caught the devastating virus in the U.S. The man had not been vaccinated against the disease. There are no effective treatments against polio. So that person has to hold their parents accountable, you know? Hold their parents accountable. Michael Rennes says, Egberto, Liz Cheney has stood against both Build Back Better and Green New Deal. Check her Twitter on more of this. I can copy a few. No, 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 no. You're right. I don't have any doubts about that, Rudnan. I want you to hear my argument here. What I think Liz Cheney has shown us today is that it has been, she voted not to impeach Donald Trump twice as well. What Liz Cheney showed me is that in as much as she does it, there is a limit. And that limit is putting the country in danger. That limit is the climate really destroying the country. You see, a lot of Republicans genuinely don't believe, one, that we can do anything about climate. And two, that climate change isn't real. And that three, uh, you know, well, I, I won't go into three right now. What I'm saying what I'm saying, Brother Rudnan, is the following. I know that Manchin is going to do very, uh, almost nothing much different than Cheney. I also know that uh, a lot of these other Democrats that are quiet now because they can leave it for Manchin and Cinema to look bad, they are just as much in the bag for the corporatocracy. My contention is the following. Liz Cheney shows, showed us that she will go against the party, that she will go against the party risking her own political career. What does that tell me? That tells me if an honest broker goes to Liz Cheney and sit down and talks to Liz Cheney, and, I, you know, we are right. Progressives are correct in climate change. Progressives are correct in all these things. And conservatives, by definition, want to conserve stuff, right? I think if you get her, now that she is a pariah on the Republican side for a bunch of Republicans, she may be willing to save the West. Because the West, as you know, Brother Rudnan, is about to die. Is about to, oh. I'm so sorry I didn't do my ask. I'm going to just put some links in there. But hey, folks, I have fallen way behind in my contribution. So I ask you so kindly to support the program. As you can see, I forget about asking all of the time. So I'm going to go ahead and, and do that. Thank you so kindly, Bridge MCP, for reminding me. Let me go ahead and pull the links up in my screen real quick so that I can get it done real quickly. All right, folks, please, if you are on YouTube right now, please consider clicking on that join button and become a contributor. Buy, buy Politics Done Right a cup of coffee a month or a couple, cup of co a couple cups of coffee a month. You know, if, if you buy a couple of cups of coffee a month, you know, you can read all my books for free online. That, you know, of course, you have to send me your email so I can set you up on my site. You read all my books for free. Those of you who go onto YouTube and just click that join button and select the, the one that says free books or something like that. Uh, you can also support us by going to PayPal. That's politicsunright.com slash PayPal. 
You can support us by going to politicsandright.com slash patron. We need some patrons right now. So I ask you so kindly to support us on Patreon or PayPal, whichever one you prefer. Uh, if you don't, if you're not on YouTube right now, you can still support us on YouTube by going to politicsandright.com slash YouTube, right? Politicsandright.com slash YouTube. We have a lot of new products in the store. I My shirt's still downstairs. I got to bring that shirt upstairs and I've got my hat. We have a lot of new products in, in, in the store. Please consider going to the store. Get some, get a little something for yourself, for your family. And by doing that, you're helping us out as well. Uh, my books, I have uh, three books that I'm selling right now at Amazon. Well, actually, it's five books, but these are the main ones. As I see it, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. Okay? That one, you learn, when you hear me talk about the economy and all that stuff, you learn everything about the economy in that one book. And you understand why a lot of what we do is gibberish. They lie to us very often. My second book, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. Let me put it so it looks clean. Your friends and neighbors, right? How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. It gives a, good, a lot of ideas. And it has, all of this stuff is not me just writing crap down. I've worked with all of this successfully. And my most recent book, How to Make America Utopia. How to Make America Utopia. The things that, would, that we would want to change in America, the things that we want to support to really make a better America. So you can get all of those by uh, going to our um, this link here, politicsandright.com slash books. Politicsandright.com, whoops, come on, Nick, better get it there. Politicsandright.com slash books, which is right there. Now, I'm going to Pittsburgh. Actually, I'm going to New York in a couple weeks. That, is, that has been paid for by the Bridge Alliance. But I'm also going to Pittsburgh to represent... Uh, KPFT, and also Politics and Right. And that one, we're raising funds to cover that trip. So already paid for my credit card, but I got to pay the credit card. So please consider uh, supporting our Netroots, I mean, our, our Netroots project at the GoFundMe, politicsandright.com slash Netroots. politicsandright.com slash Netroots. Uh, Macaron Egberto, you're coming to New York. Any chance for New York City? I am not going to New York City. I'm going to Baltimore and taking a train into, uh, what's the name of the town that I'm going to again? Um, Bridge? Put it in there for me. Um, I'm going to be in Central Station for like 15 minutes or something like that to change trains. Something like that is what they say. But I'll get you an itinerary and see if, if there's any way, whatever. Rhineback, Rhineback. That's where it's at, Rhineback. All right. So, um, and also, I'd like to introduce you to my new book, at, uh, you know, it's, it's called um, Amazon Vela. They have a new way of putting out books where you write a chapter at a time and people give you credits as they read your book one chapter at a time. My fifth chapter, my sixth, I wrote the sixth chapter last night. I need to do some spell checking and all that kind of stuff on the sixth chapter. Well, I did it over the last two days, actually. I'm working on it. It's going to have a hell of a lot of chapters in it because there's a whole lot of stories to tell. But you can actually go visit my new book. The new book is called, uh, it's called uh, Tribulations of an Afro-Caribbean Latino Man. Racism didn't stop my smile, hope, or journey forward. Um, you know, man, I would love to have lunch with you, man. You know what? Um, I am got, this project that we're doing in New York, they want to expand it. So... There's a good possibility, like I was telling to Bridge as well, that there will be some times that I'll be able to stop by uh, in that area for a bit longer. Because I'd love to meet my Northeast folks as well, man. But anyhow, 
So anyhow, folks, please consider going to that link that I just gave you for my new book, Tribulations of an Afro-Caribbean Latino Man, Racism Didn't Stop My Smile, Hope or Journey. I think you'll find it kind of intriguing as I, as I tell these stories that I went through in business and school and all that kind of stuff here in the United States of America. But again, most importantly, folks, we need your support. So please support us however you can. All right, let's get back to the program. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. Three hours south of me. Let's see what we got here. Okay. Bridge MCP said, thumbs up, people. Uh, Sarah Leax Master says, like I said, fact check if you want the truth. Thank you, Sarah Leach Lee Masters. That's what we need people to do. Fact check. And uh, what we got here is Tom C says, 15 watching on YT, YouTube, but only six thumbs up. Come on, folks. Give us those thumbs up, please. We need those thumbs up. And also share, 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 share. All right, we have somebody called Pig Pen 1958. Mr. Trump should have been locked up long ago. I agree with you, Pig Pen 1958. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Dan, Daniel Adosa, so essentially, Egberto is saying, drink the Kool Aid just like me and Kissinger. L O L. No, that's what I'm saying. The pictures tell the entire story, it sure does. All right, let's see what else we got here. Paul Fleming says, here's what I think, but the hard truth is about the Republicans that voted for Trump. His racist views because he had no other policy for Americans. And when you guys read my book on, on you know, the tribulations of a black Latino Caribbean man, you're going to see that I don't hold, my views on race are, are kind of different, right? Because I've completely told myself that We've been played, all of us. Black people, white people, everybody's been played. And, and that's going to be shown in, in my book in a little bit. Alistair Waters says, in all caps, in all caps, she says, Nope, Egberto, I won't vote for Liz Cheney. She might be willing to stand up against party, but I can't fathom her turning her back to the corrupt things her family stands for. I hear you, Alistair, and I respect what you have to say. I respect what everybody has to say. Michael Rudnan seems to uh, feel the same way that you do. And you know what? For what they've done, you guys have the right to feel that way. You really, really do. Some people just can't forgive what she has done. Uh, in my case, let me tell you how I feel. Uh, I, I, I want to say it right. This is how I feel. I think at times in my life, um, my, in my sexist days, in my homophobic days, I think I was an asshole. Okay? And I, by the way, I wasn't no, no right, crazy. I wasn't some crazy, um, uh, crazy sexist, or I wasn't some crazy homophobic. I just, you know, my mentality just was, you know, men, you know, you know, the man thing, that kind of a macho, Latino macho kind of a thing. And, when it came, and the same Latino thing with, 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 with gays, etc. I'm not looking for a pat on my back. And for those people who, when I admit to the, the thought processes that I had in the past, for those who said, I'll never forgive you for that, all I can tell them is, I got you. I read you. I understand. And so in my case, Alistair, and I, I wanted to expand on this because I think this is how we atone as human beings to each other, right? In my case, I think if I'm asking all folks to look at my bad, the, 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 the negative stuff that my upbringing caused in me. Because remember, 
I wasn't a sexist because I was genetically a sexist. I wasn't a homophobe because I was genetically a homophobe. Culture. Culture made me who I was. And when I came over here and opened myself to learn, to be educated, to be vulnerable, I could stop being the SOB that I was. And by the way, that happened a long time ago, earlier, earlier in my life. In fact, my decades, right? But what I'm saying, the change occurred. There are some people that could say, I will never forgive you for the kinds of thoughts that you had. And to which I'll say, I, I wish you would because I'm not that person anymore. But I understand if you can't. And that's how I feel about you and Liz Cheney or Rodney and Liz Cheney. If you don't have the wherewithal to be able to do that, fine. I still love you and you, I still, you still have all of my support. I will have to be different in that regards. And if, and notice what I said, if a true progressive that's going to make changes and not somebody that's going to fool us as being progressives, get into office and not get it done, and then we lose all those progressives that you and I said, hey, vote this way because this person is a progressive. And then they come and they fail us. So that's where I'm at, my beautiful Alistair Waters. All right, let's see. Macarone says, Egberto, there are several California lakes that have dried up due to global warming accelerating. San Gabriel Reservoir. I remember the San Gabriel. Uh, Salton Sea, that's the one that I was talking about. But Salton Sea is a false reservoir. Salton Sea was a break in the Colorado River that caused that Salton Sea. And it got, that's a whole other story. Okay. Egberto442. Okay, let's see what else we got here. I want to read other people's stuff. Uh, Peggy Lopez is that's a conversation with somebody else. Egberto, you're coming to New York. I told you we spoke about that. Let me keep going back. Rhinebeck is a place. Thank you for that. Reminding me, Alistair Waters. I'm in for, for Bridge MCP. E2247 said, Jamie Gorlick is steering the select committee. She was Roy Cohn's assistant and ethics lawyer at Jaren plus Ivanka. All right, let's see. Bridge says, Michael Rundin, it's three hours south of me. Uh, let's see. Why don't you have a book tour and sell and sign at stores? I actually had a book tour for my first book actually did pretty well i went all the way to, to new orleans and i did book clubs as well and by the way i also did um the clubs a lot of the clubs purchased my book as well but he says egberto willis trump screams this 14th amendment citizenship equal protection and other rights of citizen three disqualification from holding office no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector or president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who have previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof, but Congress may by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. And that won't happen. So at this point, it's time to disable Trump from ever holding office again. Uh, Trump ran a fall populist in 2016. True, true, true. Made promises for infrastructure, healthcare, economic concerns. All of it went unfulfilled. But you know, Trump voters don't know that it's unfulfilled. They actually think he accomplished something. Even the guy who was... who who was testifying against him yesterday, spoke about how good his China policy was. 
Come on. <laughs> so I, I, get, I read you. Trump learned, leaned into the culture war, into personal grievances. Trump became the worst president our nation has ever had. I say that knowing Bush became second worst. Like I always said, he made Bush look smart. All right, let's see. Tom C., instead of Liz Cheney and Adam Kinsinger, let's get behind Stacey Abrams and A.B. Klobuchar for president and VP. Uh, just being against autocracy is not enough. Being leaders for all people is what's needed now. I agree. And again, I want to, I temper what I, I temper my support. If I temper what I said is that if we, again, Tom C., if we don't get people of the caliber that's really going to make progressive changes like what you have just suggested. Now, Stacey Abrams and Amy Klobuchar, I don't know that they are, I don't know how far they are from neoliberalism. I am not sure. You may know more than I do on that, but I don't know off the cuff, uh, off the cuff myself. And there you go. Abikis says horrendous choice for Klobuchar. And again, I, like I said, I don't have it deep inside of me, the, the, the things yet. Uh, and, and by the way, you have to be careful when, when, how Klobuchar has been judged. Because I've heard a lot of nasty things about her, but a lot of times it has to do with women get judged on a different spectrum than males get judged. So I am not, I, you know, given that, given that, uh, that Tom brought those two in, I would have to go ahead and say, let me, let me read up on Amy real stuff, not the stuff in the media, real stuff. Let me read up on, on, on uh, what's her name as well. Thanks for the show, everyone. I'll have a good weekend. Stay cool. Thank you. Or oh, is it four? Wow, it's almost four. Wow. <laughs> Bridge, uh, I, hope, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Likewise, Sarah Lee, Lee Master. All right, I didn't realize I had two more videos to show. I lose it. You know, I'm going to have to have a timekeeper that says, Okay, Berto, it is time for you to get to your second video. It is time for you to get to your third video. But now I only have a minute and a half. So I got to ask you guys to finish the show for me. Throw something into the feed. You will need the independent and central middle voters to win anything if that's possible. You know, uh, I don't think there are middle voters. I honestly don't think there are. I don't think so. Michael Rennes said, Egberto, something like this. Here are all the allegations of staff mistreatment facing 2020 presidential. Right. I, I got that. I, I read, I think I read that article, Michael Rudnan. And what gets me, right, is a lot of women, and, and this is why I don't, when, when I read these things about women politicians, I don't just accept it as fact. Because women politicians who have male that they are, you know, that work that they, that a male, a male who works for a woman and, uh, you know, who actually think he's the boss or whatever, sometimes have a tendency of creating those narratives. So I judge women politicians with a whole lot more care because I know what they've had to go through and that anytime they raise their voices or every time they put their foot down, there's a tendency to say, oh, she is a, she's, she's an angry woman or she's this or she's that. So I am careful not to just read the top line of that. And I, and I think we should, I think we should all do this, both men and women, because women judge women much harsher many times than men do. 
Peggy Lopez says, can't remember the name of the white board assembly woman. She is my choice for president. The white board assembly woman? Oh, are you talking about the, the young lady from uh, Michigan, the senator? Uh, uh, she has an Irish name. She is great. I would love for her to take up a position as well. Um, can't remember her name, but if that's who you're talking about, really great, really great. Uh Let's see what else we have here. If I have anything else that I missed. If I missed anything, you guys know it's not on purpose. Uh, but we are at 401, which means I have to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. I want to thank you all for being here with me today. Please, again, I must ask again, please support the program via PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, or via Patreon politicsandright.com slash Patreon or via our store, politicsandright.com slash store, politicsandright.com slash store, as well as support our GoFundMe at politicsandright.com slash netroots. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Oh! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.